Hey, Trent! Hey, Nick! Another shitty podcast. 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 This week's episode is brought to you by Cereal Milk. Whoa! It's the second best part of your cereal. It's like milk, but with all that sugar, 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 sugar. It comes in a rainbow of various shades of brown. Unless you have a fruity cereal, but that makes you weird. That's weird. Drinking from a bowl like the animal that you are. Cereal milk, cereal milk, cereal milk. Thanks for finally buying the good cereal, Mom. Instead of that off-brand trash. <laughs> I love you again. I need sugar. Cereal milk. It's the last part of your unbalanced breakfast. This week is also sponsored by Cootie Catcher. Do you want to find out if you're going to fall in love and marry your beloved Brittany? Well, don't worry, because during recess, Taylor's going to come over with her cootie catcher and give you a free psychic reading. Better make sure you pick the right number and color, or you'll end up with Gretchen. Better pick the right number and color so you can marry Brittany and have 14 kids. That's right, that's a lot of kids. Cootie catcher, cementing your future with numbers and colors. What's up with your week? 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 What's going, What's going on, on your with your mother week? flipping? What's going on with your week? 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 What's going All right, Nick. It's been a little while since we uh caught up on this. What's going on with your week, man? It has been a little while since we've done the little potty pod. It's been a while. <laughs> Thanks for coughing. Dude, I need to go to the doctor. What have I done? I went to the Renaissance Fair with Sarah and Sully and Stu, and that was really fun. Yes. You've been before. You're yes. going again soon. I'm going again, yes. That was a blast. I've never been. It was really cool. I got very drunk. and It's easy to do that there. Hung out with the knaves and the wenches and the kings and queens. Did you dress up? No. I don't own any of that nerd stuff, but I... You like nerd stuff. Don't... Just, you're just putting me on blast here. You do. You watch Game of Thrones. That's not nerd stuff. That is totally nerd the stuff. The majority of the world watches Game of Thrones. Nerds. You're the only person I know that doesn't watch the game. Hey, Trent. It's medieval fantasy, so is Renfair. Trent. Those are birth... Do me a favor and say the name that you can't, that you can't pronounce. Baratheons. Right? Oh, you got it. Suck my balls. You've gotten better. So we did that. Let's see. What else did we do? Oh, I saw the uh, premiere, the soft premiere of my short film, Affirmative Action, which went over much better than I thought it was going to because I was, quite honestly, very nervous due to the content of the short film. Okay. I mean, the title and, itself, yeah. Yeah. And I won't really go into it too much. I'll let you guys just guess. 
but um, I'm satisfied with my performance. And that's what she said. That was really fun. <laughs> um, we did the Lucha Vavoom, you and I. And Robert. And Rob. Oh, my God. Which was God. a hell of a time. That was my first time ever seeing any Lucha event in real life. It's basically how I describe it is uh, if you take if you go down Alice in Wonderland's, like, hole, but, like, on an acid trip down to, like, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Burlesque, midget wrestling, or little people wrestling. There was some crazy chickens. There was oh, a the crazy chickens. Yeah, there was a wrestler named um, Dirty Sanchez who shit his pants and threw it at the wrestlers. Dude, I ran away so audience. quick. You disappeared. Yeah. Um, it was disgusting. We were... I we were had, ringside. Yeah, we were. It was it was brilliant. And I had partaken in a little bit of an Eddie Bowl. And uh, I was... It was that was a little bit added to the experience, a little trippy. It was kind of yeah, it kind of freaked me out. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was a good time, <laughs> and so it was at the Mayan here in Los Angeles. It was really really fun. So thanks for yeah looping me in on that. Speaking of you, we also did the roast of Trent Bruce, and yes. that was a really fun time. Yes, it was. It was a really fun time. It it but, was kind of a surreal moment, kind mm-hmm. of like an out of body experience you killed it you crushed it thanks man for the second time in the segment i'll say i'm satisfied with my performance that's what he said all right it's better when she says it <laughs> you could be satisfied with your performance that's what i said i'm satisfied with my perfor- well well now it's just confusing <laughs> i saw ben savage multiple times yesterday i like how at that's, the coffee uh, shop. that's on your like bulleted list right now Boy Meets World. I can't even think how that theme song. Boy Meets World. Is that how it goes? Boy Meets World. Na 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 na. That thing called life. And what you're doing. Na 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 na. Need a friend. Boy Meets World. That's got to be way off. Is that accurate? It's pretty terrible. But that is, uh, that's the bare bones of that song. Shout out to the only, uh, the only man lucky enough to make out with Topanga Lawrence over and over and over oh and over and over God. and over and over again. Topanga is the stuff of dreams. And, yeah, we just saw him walking outside of a coffee shop doing normal human things, which is very weird to see someone like him, who is your childhood, doing normal stuff, like wear a backpack and cross the road and look at his phone for 15 minutes. It was a very long time. Yeah, well, I saw him outside of a coffee shop because I was was doing some coffee meetings with my friend Laura, and it was a good time. That is what's up with my week. Shout out Ben Savage. Shout out 90s Kids. Trent, what's going on in your week? Oh, that's what you did. You tied it in. That's Mm -hmm. great. Trent, what's going on in your week? So, what's going on in my week is that I, uh, that short film that I did, Telecommuter, we Zach and I met up. He's the guy who shot it and will be editing it. Uh, we had the rough assembly of the short, and we went through and did what's like the first cut. I'm really happy with that. It takes a lot longer. It's always I don't know why it surprises me with filmmaking. You know, you're like, oh, it's this amount, you know, of pages, or oh, it's this amount of stuff. It'll take this amount of time, and it always baffles me um, that it will take probably three to four times longer than you think. But all that went well, and I can't 
wait till we have the final cut. I think we're going to try to do some festival submissions with it. Very proud of that. Like you said, the roast is coming up. Or it already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great. It was surreal. We already talked about it. But you killed it. I thought you had the most concise set. Um, you were pretty nervous going into it. It was very and nice. I think on the podcast, you put me on blast a little bit. I did. But I was just being real with you. Those were my real feelings. And now you, you had fun doing it. it, and you did you did a stellar job. I did have a, I did have a good time doing it, but I didn't know I've never done it before, so I didn't know that I would have fun doing it. Just like uh, cocaine. It's exactly like cocaine. <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, that's terrifying. For the record, I have never done cocaine. Same here. Fun little thing I'm doing tonight. Uh, Dominique Thomas is hosting a cabaret. It's called Nacho Grandma's Cabaret at Bar Lubitsch. Uh, this episode will be out probably next week he's asking me to do some stand-up for that so that will be fun it's kind of a goofy show it's cabaret singing someone's doing a live painting and then i'm doing five minutes of stand-up so I hope the live we'll see is, how this goes i hope the live painting is just awful it must be time constraints that'd on be it. pretty funny if it was yeah i'm assuming it's something that he or she i think it's a she duplicates for these shows Mm, and it'll probably have out. some kind of Burning Man mystical music in the background Why they do this painting. I wonder if it's going to be one of those things where you know where the person starts painting it upside down and does the flip mm. over and it's like, oh my god, let's put this on YouTube so everyone gets lots of views. Welcome, I think the welcome to good. 20 years ago, around the 90s. Remember that shit? Remember they did, like, someone would come in and do, like, your high school, or not your high school your like elementary school gymnasium and do stuff like that oh yeah and it was always some sort of inspirational You're type like, thing Whoa. yeah we had in middle school we definitely had one of the strong men people come in and te- taught us about the power that is power and how that's good for you and stuff it's it cool we could probably get into this when we get to the discussion <laughs> that happened with our week yeah i think that's all i got oh i'm going to the rin fair really stoked for that oh no oh, we'll talk about wrestling when we get to wrestling too Now it's time to send it outside for the weather report with Trent Bruce. Oh, hi, Nick. Yeah, sorry I got a little delay on the feed there. Uh, we're out we're out here in the field, uh, out in uh, what's usually sunny Los Angeles. Uh, it's a little cloudy, kind of overcast. Uh, the weather just can't figure it out. Uh, but some people are saying that it is hot as summer Sanders out here. Nick, are you there? Yeah. You get it, right? You remember Summer Sanders? Yeah. Nick, 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 Nick. Remember that? Yeah. That's your name. Real, it's real original, Trent. That's really re- original. That's your... All right, we're cutting your feed. Thank you for the weather, Trent. All right, Nick, this is our podcast. We get to choose whatever the hell we want to talk about. What are we going to talk about? I was born in 1990. I was born in 1989. Oh, wow. Well, you still can. I do. We are talking about things that kids nowadays wouldn't understand because they weren't a 90s kid. Damn it. Did Mark tell you to do that? Nope.
Damn it. There's this ongoing joke. Not joke, but Mark keeps doing the theme. Mark Richard keeps doing the theme song of Friends with his mouth like that. I know he does. It pisses me off. I know he does. I don't know why it pisses me off. It's just a thing now. Do not do that on our podcast. I'm vetoing that. Veto. That's the only time I ever veto anything. Veto. What do you say we start getting into some 90s stuff? Well, that is 90s for sure. Anywho, so some of our favorite things, maybe some of our least favorite things, some things that we remember and uh, cherish. All right. For instance, <laughs> this is one of my favorites that we were talking about before recording. Picking up the phone. Yeah. And I'm not talking about picking up a phone, a cell phone. I'm talking about picking up the family telephone that was attached to the wall. Mm-hmm. I was reminiscing about how much of a, a big step that was in your childhood, being given the responsibility of answering the phone. Because when you're younger, you're not allowed to go near the phone. You don't, know what you're, you don't know how to handle yourself on if that thing. If your parent's not there, it goes to the answering machine mm-hmm. with a little little mini uh, cassette tape. Yep. I, I distinctly remember having to learn how to answer the phone and say, Grace Residence. Well, let me, let me do a little role play. Okay. I'm, call, I'm calling your house. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, mom's not around. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, no. Dad's not here either. Ring, 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 ring. I guess I gotta answer this. Hello, Grace Residence. Nick speaking. <laughs> Did you do that whole thing? Yeah. That's of awesome. Course. That's awesome. Did you feel like official? Of course I did. How old were you when you got to start answering the phone? I think I was probably, around 9 or 10 yeah, or something. Yeah, I was probably like around that age. It was a huge step, and the, the nerves that would go into it ahead of time. Did you ever have to take notes for your parents? Of course. Yep, take mm-hmm. notes. Leave a message. We would leave it. Our notes would be on... Oh, man, this is a trip. I'm remembering all this shit. I think we would take notes for our parents, my sister and I. And if it was for Al, my stepdad, we'd put it on his spot at the dinner table. If it was for mom, it'd be on her spot. That's awesome. And speaking of dinner tables, we remembered we were talking about how when the phone rings at dinner time, you do not fucking answer that. You yeah. Let it ring. So we'd all be sitting at a dinner. The home phone would ring. You know, just the phone. We called it the phone. It wasn't it wasn't a home phone back in the day. It's just yeah. the phone. So the phone would ring, and we would eat, and it'd ring and ring and ring. And sometimes people would call two or three times. Mm-hmm. And that's when, before caller ID, before you knew who it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember the older we got, probably like 10, 11, 12, 13, around there. If someone called a lot, whether it be like a legitimate phone call or a telemarketer or whatever, they called two or three times, one out of the four of us would get real pissed. Like, just like, someone answer the phone. I remember you'd like get, not heated, but a little excited about someone needing to answer the phone, even at dinner time. Man. That was fun, though. Do you still remember your home phone number? I do. My home phone number, I'm not going to say it out loud, actually, because I don't know if we still have a landline. Oh, I, I don't. It would be the same. So I'm not going to say it out loud, but it's memor- It's imprinted on my memory. Do you remember a friend's phone number? Yep. Yep. I remember my cousin Gianna's phone number. I remember this kid named Ray Riley's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my best friend's phone number and my grandma's phone number. Yeah, I remember my grandma's phone number. Ooh, I, I won't say my phone number either mm-hmm. because the last four of a number that I remember is my PIN number now. Yeah, you probably use it all the time. Yeah. Do you oh do that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, of course. So 
eventually these landlines became known as well they became they became a little bit of a problem with the with the not the invention of but the widespread use of the internet mm. and how you couldn't use your phone and the internet at yes. the same time so i remember i believe it was 1999 that the internet or 98 99 it blew up the internet started blowing AOL American online i remember the internet no i mean I, we're the last generation that was pre that can remember that has vivid memories of yeah. not having it yeah and so it used to be dial up so internet wasn't just like around everywhere all the time you had to connect it through your phone company and you couldn't be using the internet and using uh, your family phone at the same time. And if you picked up the phone mm-hmm. while someone else was on the on the family computer on the internet, right, on like AIM or whatever, just checking be- bullshit email that you don't from no one, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it would have like a really annoying like noise. Yeah, like that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Kids nowadays don't know what to, what the dial dial up sounds like. They would have no idea what they heard. No. But you know what's great about the fact that we didn't have internet the whole time we were we were children? We got to play outside. Yep. Yeah. Kids these days don't know what it's like to fucking play outside. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, I remember just being excited during the summer or the weekends calling, you know, my best friend growing up was Ian and then uh, Gary just calling Ian and be like, hey man, do you want to play? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. I'll play. Or do you want me to come up to your house and play or do you want to come down to my house and play? Do kids still say play? Probably. I don't hang around kids much. That's a good point. I don't either. But I would imagine they probably don't. They probably just say meet me online or something. Or uh, an Xbox or Let's something. play Fortnite or, or something. But I used to always call up. We had our neighbor on one side, Craig Williams, and then across the street we had Mike Deal, and they both had N64s as well. And so they were really cool. <laughs> and we would always just, we'd call up one of them, call up the other one, and then we'd all meet outside and it would be time to ride bikes. Yes. Or ride bikes. Or we had these things called walnut wars. You just chuck walnuts at each other. Yes. Was there a scoring system or you just try to hit each other? No, you just try to hit each other. You okay. just treat these walnuts like they're snowballs. Okay. Because when they would fall off the trees, they were they were encased in like these this green. Oh, yeah. Like kind of fleshy thing. And it would... Uh, it would slowly deteriorate and be mushy. So you would just whip these at each other. And that was our... We, we played Kick the Can a lot. That was a game that we learned. That sounds something like your grandfather would play. Maybe. That was... We just took a coffee can. Yeah. And we would fill it with stones so you could hear it. And it oh, was kind of like... Everybody would go hide like it's uh, hide and seek. But there was somebody guarding the can. They were the person that was it. Mm. And they would have to... There was no guarding. You couldn't guard the can. So you mm. had to be with it, away from it by about 10 feet, we would say. And you had to... Look for people and say, and you'd have to be like, Craig, I see you. And then you would have to run and hit the can before Craig does. And so it would always end up in just like this slide tackle of people just like throwing themselves at the can. Or there'd be so many times when someone would be like, Craig, I see you. And he'd be like, you don't see me. (laughs) All that shit. Or like people would be yelling from from outside or just being like, no guarding. You're too close. No guarding. Like cherry picking. Oh my God. It's so fun. That reminded me, I won't go too far in the standard, but that reminded me of a game. I can't remember the name of it. I'm just going to call it Bowling Pin Dodgeball. Did you ever play this in PE? No. It was really, it was my favorite game to play in elementary school. So each student would get a bowling pin, and there would be a bunch of dodgeballs in the middle, 
and you could put your bowling pin wherever you want it. Okay. The name of the game was to keep your bowling pin standing up uh, as long as you could to be the last bowling pin standing. So you wouldn't hit each other, you'd hit the bowling pins down. Mm. And so you did whatever you had to do to keep that pin up. You could guard it, smack, you could, you know, smack the ball out of people's hands. Um, so, but if it, if it hit you, you weren't out. Mm-mm, okay, just, you're just playing defense on your pin. Uh-huh. It'd be hard. I'm pretty sure. How would you ever get your pin knocked over? You, why not just, oh, you can't guard it, you said. No, you can. Well, then you would just stand in front of it the whole time. Yeah, but I mean, if it's like one-on-one, it's down at the end. You're going around trying to hit other people's down. Oh, yeah. So it would be open at some points. Okay. Dude, it's a really fun game. It does sound really fun. Yeah. And you know what I bet? I bet you were using the rubber dodgeballs, the real ones. Yes. That would leave welts and, yes. and hurt. Just remember the five Ds of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. We had those. I remember at one point... Kids, kids actually they, don't even know what dodgeball is anymore either. They, they bought the foam ones and those sucked. Yeah, the best you could do is squeeze the foam ones as small as you could and try yeah. to try try whip them real fast. But yeah, what a what a bummer. Oh, back to phones real quick. Mm-hmm. Prank phone calling. We talked about this this earlier. Yeah, before before caller ID, it was a, it was a cinch. Uh, you could call your local pizza and be like, I want 45 pizzas to my house. And then giggle and hang up. Yeah. I was terrible at it. Everyone already, like, if you call one of your friends, they would know who you were. Well, I told you how me and my brother would do it, is we'd just find the phone book and we would just randomly pick a name. Yeah. And then we wouldn't even do the... But phone books is another thing. Oh, yeah. Kids don't even know what a phone book is. It had I'm everybody's like, fucking names. I'm so old. And, like in your city. And addresses. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's um, the internet now. Yeah, now it's all online. But what we used to do is we would pick a random name, and instead of doing like the "Is your refrigerating refrigerator running?" You better go catch. Like we didn't, we weren't that clever. We would just call somebody, and they would answer, and we would just go, "Hi," and then just hang up and think it's the funniest fucking shit yeah. in the world. We got someone to answer the phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I remember, man, we we would spend. They spend like hours doing that. Oh, and we had a thing in elementary school because I went to the school of Bel Air Elementary. And this is Missouri now. Oh, you're fancy, huh? Yeah, we thought we were fancy. Bel Air Bulldogs. So back in Missouri. Uh, so get this we had the Bel Air Buzz Book, it was the number of all the kids in school. So you could call Anyone your classmates. In your classmates. And so that was real easy. That would be great for, call. but also flirting. Oh, yeah. But no one had the guts to. Oh, well, yeah, you're too young. Yeah. And cooties were involved. Exactly. Yeah, you can't can't be doing cooties that. Cooties is another thing. Cooties is a, that is a thing. Now it's just STDs. Nice. Isn't it funny that all the girls with coot? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> That's not <laughs> In your <laughs> face. <laughs> no. But no, prank phone calling was fun. You know what would happen when you get in trouble? Can't do that now. There's caller ID. Well, you know what would happen when you get in trouble for prank prank phone calling? What mom and dad would do? You're grounded. Oh, man. You're freaking grounded. Did you get grounded a lot? Oh, yeah. But it was I've like... i grounded a few times. It Grounding was worse back then because that just meant you couldn't play outside. But you would have to... You would just be 
like a, a lonely little puppy staring out the window at your friends who are yeah. not grounded playing outside you can see them yeah. they're right there and they're having a blast and you're just yeah locked inside well now i feel like if you get grounded unless your parents are smart they take your gaming console away if you're grounded now it's like cool i'm just gonna do what i do every other day and just stay in my room and play video games yeah well i'm sure some parents are smarter now i would hope so right i would hope so yeah, i remember being grounded i i got grounded from video games and tv that was a big deal yeah I would have, being grounded from either of those things was, was a big deal. What we used to always do, speaking of TV, is really early in the mornings, me and my brother would naturally wake up at like 6 a.m., and my parents were exhausted from parenting us. Yeah, and working so, a full-time job. Yeah, and working a full-time job, so they wouldn't wake up until the late hour of 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and me and my brother used to... Did you share a room? We shared a room. Okay. Oh, my God, that brings up something else I got to talk about. <laughs> I know, I'm thinking about a bunch of stuff. We would share a room, and mom and dad always slept with their win- with their door open because they have small children around the yeah, house. Yeah. And you gotta, wow, to be a parent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but, but because their bed was a little bit high up, and they could see us if we were going to walk by their room, we would have to, like, army crawl by their room and then down the stairs just so we could watch, like, an, uh, 30 minutes of Goof Troop or, like... Power Rangers or something before dad wakes up and says, nope, go outside. And that was TV. But before I get off this bedroom thing, me and my brother, oh my gosh, me and my brother shared a, shared a room when we were younger. How old were you? We probably stopped sharing a room when I was around, um, 10 or 11, somewhere around there. My sister and I shared a room until I was in fourth grade. Yeah. This is about the same time. Yeah. I mean, we had to. I, I grew up in an apartment and then moved into a house. But yeah. during that um, during that time period, my brother developed this ability to snore loudly. And it would wake me up in the middle of the night. And I was such a little shit. I, he would wake me up, and so I'd take my pillow, and I would walk across the room and just hit him as hard as I could in the face. And it would wake him up, and he'd be very confused. Yeah. And then I would sprint back to my bed and, <laughs> and try to, like, cover myself up in blankets, and he would, like, get up. And this is all happening in the middle of the night. <laughs> and he would get up, and he'd run over and just start pummeling me. Oh and then God. mom and dad would have to come in. <laughs> because <laughs> You'd be screaming. Yeah, because I'd be screaming. And oh, eventually, I, eventually they gave up, and they were like, these kids cannot be in the same room together. <laughs> Dude. Bring it, bringing up some memories, man. So yeah, my sister and I shared a room too growing up. Uh, it was about until like fourth grade, and my mom got remarried, and then we moved into a bigger house, which was my grandparents' house. They moved into a smaller home. We got that, and then I got my own bedroom. It was like perfect timing though, because right around you know fourth, fifth grade, your body's changing a lot, and you just feel weird, gross. And so it was nice at that point that I had my own room. You know, nothing too weird. Just being a kid and like being freaked out in his own body. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, oh, shit, I just remembered another thing, Nick. What? Floor is lava. Oh, my God. Floor or is don't... lava. Oh, my gosh. Floor is lava. And playing that inside, like when it was in school recess because it was raining outside it was great. or something. I would, we oh played, we played at home. So what we would do is my grandpa built me a little treasure chest. Yeah. And I'd keep all my keepsakes in there. Baseball cards, autograph balls, that kind of stuff. Yeah, toys and stuff. Photos, yeah. What I would do, so this is when I grew up in the apartment, we'd put 
our part, our bedroom was way in the back. I would put the treasure chest like in the front where the door was, the entry door. And we would scoot. We Mallory and I would take our pillows, and we would scoot on them like they were uh, boats. And then we would, you know, have to like jump on the couch and the coffee table and and do that. But oh, I remember that floor is lava. Floor I, is lava I, I'm wondering. It, this whole thing is getting a little sad for me because I'm like, I wonder if kids have this type of. I mean, kids are way smart now, I'm assuming, because you grow up and you know how to use an iPhone mm. and an iPad and a computer when you're, like, three or four, probably. But then also, it's like, I wonder if kids are having that same type of creativity where there could be nothing. And I say, hey, little sister, grab your pillow. We're going to go on a, a pirate mm-hmm. adventure just with our imagination Yeah, and scoot across the the carpet floor <laughs> we used to we used to do a game in school called don't touch the wood chips tag because it was one of there's these all these it was a long name too <laughs> yeah, but, it is. but there, there we had this park that we would all recess at that had wood chips everywhere but like sometimes there was a rubber pathway or like you yeah. could monkey bar shit man to, i would i would today if somebody had said hey we're playing the floor is lava or don't touch the wood chips tag today i would play yeah that just sounds so like fun. so much fun. But you're right. You know what that is now? That's American Ninja Warrior. Yes. <laughs> it is. You're actually very correct with that. <laughs> Except well, but nobody's chasing you. Well yeah. I think it'd be way more fun if it was that if it was that kind of premise. But anyway, you're right. Because people kids, not people, kids aren't people. Kids Correct back in the day could make anything a game. We used to we used to just play animals. Yeah. Which required nothing. Do, you were do just like, I'm nephew, a bear. Huh? Do they do they have imagination like this? Kids nowadays? Like, you have niece and nephew, right? Oh, yeah, they do. They But they're so young. Okay. They're so young. Like, everything is... They how, can't even articulate what anything is, how really. How old are they? But, uh, well, in a month, my niece Lily will be two, and oh. my nephew Adam will be one. Oh, very young. Okay. Very young. Okay. Next few years. But you can tell that they're definitely seeing things that we're not seeing. Crazy, crazy, crazy. (laughs) But, yeah, I think the, the, what I'm basically getting at is that kids aren't people. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember, Trent, VHS tapes? Oh, my God. Of course I remember VHS. Oh, man. Yeah, VHS tapes. When you used to go to, like, the Family Video or the Sam Goody or wherever you were getting your VHS Hastings tapes. was the local one. Blockbuster came in town. That was a big deal. R.I.P. Blockbuster. When you would rent a... It was usually like a Friday night thing that yeah. the family would do. Yeah. What was the first thing you had to do with that VHS when you got it home? Well, there would be like a penalty. They, they, Blockbuster started like charging you for it, but you would have to rewind the tape. I kid, There's no way kids nowadays, like 5 to 10-year-old kids have any idea maybe even 15 year olds have any idea what rewind is i don't think any of them know what a vhs tape is probably not probably not but yeah you had to so it was made out of similar to like film right oh no it was film it was film it was a roll of film yeah inside the plastic box usually a black brick basically is unless it was. it was nickelodeon and it was orange yeah like harry <laughs> the spy and good burger um <laughs> And so, yeah, you would have to put it in your VCR, and, well, there was a VHS player, and then VCRs came out, 
that you could record on them. So you could be watching live TV and record on a VHS. That's a VCR. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, but you'd have to rewind the tapes. I remember that. That was such a pain in the ass. I don't know. It only took about two minutes. But I just remember being so frustrated. Yeah. And there was no, like, skipping to different, like, chapters. Remember in DVDs, you could skip to different scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, yeah. you just scroll. You had to fast forward through it or <laughs> rewind it. And, like, hope to get on the part that you wanted if you wanted to watch a certain part. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, like, sports tapes or whatever, like basketball highlights and stuff. Um, bloopers. That's another thing. Oh, my god! Sports bloopers. That's like not really bloopers. a thing anymore. I mean. Well, that's just on YouTube. You just go on YouTube. Well, Sports Center, like, not top ten. Mm. Or, like, you know, there'll be a thing on Instagram, like, look at so-and-so totally missing this shot or something. I guess technically it's blooper. We don't call them bloopers anymore. No, now it's actually a lot harsher now. We're just like, look at this idiot. Yeah. But yeah. back in the day, it was just kind of like. It was like a folly. Yeah. It was fun. It was goofy. They you had a get goofy a, music get on it. The whole you'd have a tape just for bloopers. Yeah, and it was different types of bloopers. Like so and so get hitting in the balls. Yeah, like a hockey stick or something. Yeah, or Randy Johnson hitting the bird. The bird. Yep, stuff like that. Crazy. Speaking of TVs, there was the whole fiasco of having to navigate the antennas if mm-hmm. you get the right mm-hmm. thing coming in. And the big thing was Saturday morning cartoons and Nickelodeon, just in general. Nickelodeon crushed. Had a lock on kids' imaginations. Crushed. With like Rugrats, Ah Real Monsters, SpongeBob, hey Rocco's Arnold, Modern Life, Doug. Well, we did the all Doug. that. Yes. Kablam. Oh, I loved all that. Loved Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Oh my God. What was the stories we tell in the dark? No. What was the campfire? Oh shit! I don't know. What, I do know oh, what you're talking shit. about, but I don't know the name. You tell us. Sk- stories we tell in the dark or no it'd be around the campfire yeah that show scared me when I was real little there was a few shows that I remembered I think it was called The Real Life of Allison Mack or something I don't know I remember I had such a crush on Allison Mack were you allowed to watch MTV I wasn't no so we would have to watch it at Grandma Grace's house in the basement yep so that's where sneak away and watch MTV and that's where I got Comedy introduced Central. to what hip hop was yep and- the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Jennifer all, Lopez. You know. All the naughty stuff, yeah, right? Naughty. Yeah, and Extina. I don't even know what that is. Christina. When she, uh, when she, went, when she went bad. Speaking uh, of Christina, Brittany or Christina? Brittany all day. Yeah, she she had a lock on that. <laughs> All the nasally stuff. I just think she was hotter. That's why I liked her as a kid. She was so attractive. She was very hot. Um, I feel that like... was probably. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff like that today. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so." Hot. You look at that now, and you're like, "She was really young. Mm-hmm. We were even way younger." Like, she did put some more clothes on. But that <laughs> that, that schoolgirl schoolgirl. <sighs> Music video. Hit me, baby, one more time. Might be the most iconic music video of all time. It's up there. I'd say it's up there for sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. Upper echelon. Yeah. So speaking of speaking of those two, um, I remember, and I'm going to use this term not in the literal term that it is, oh my but gosh. just what it meant. Stupid. Oh my god. Everyone used to go around saying that the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were so gay. Well, we know at least one of them was gay. Well, he actually, Lance Bass actually turned out to be gay. Dude. But it was like, it was so uncool 
to like boy bands. As a, as a little boy, yeah, as a little boy, yeah. I actually, I really liked NSYNC, and I got to the point where I was just like, I don't, know, I don't care. Yeah. My sister and I got a joint gift for Easter one year, and it was a No Strings Attached album by NSYNC. Ooh. That had the Bye 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 on there. I would have been pissed if I got that. Hey, man, I'm not going to lie. I, I really, at one point, loved NSYNC. I'll tell you right now, at this point, I do. Yeah. It was somewhere, t- went around. You the, know all the words, even if you don't like Without them. a doubt. I hated it growing up, but somewhere around the time I was in college and was at parties and going to bars. Oh, yeah. And they would play it, and before I knew it, I just, I just, I I, su- I would surprise myself by suddenly knowing all the words and absolutely loving it. You know why we love it even even another level? Why? Women our age love it. Well, that's pretty much why we do anything. Correct. So, <laughs> what else do we got, man? I got oh, one. can I say this one? Mm-hmm. Fruit roll-ups or fruit by the foot. Do you want me to answer? And do, you, do we throw Gushers in there, too, because that's a fruit candy? I'm going to say we don't throw snack. it in because if we do, Gushers wins. Not even close Gushers wins. It's because of the gush. Yeah. Yeah, the goo. Is, oh, Gushers are amazing. Right, you ever so, have like a, a one that comes out of the fridge so it's a little cold but you can still you bite it? You put Gushers in the fridge? I can't remember why it would be in the fridge, but I've definitely... Next had, to your Capri oh, Sun. I know why, because mom would make mom would make lunches and then the lunch would go in the, the fridge. The sack and then, lunch. Yeah, the sack yeah. lunch. Which I bet you kids don't have sack lunches anymore. Oh, I bet, no, you still have sack lunches. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. How many schools are you hanging out at? None at all. Exactly. Weird so comment. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> Weird comment. So... I say fruit roll up. Sorry, no. I always mix them up as a, <laughs> I always mix them up as a kid. I still mix them up. Fruit by the foot. That's the long one. It was like a yard, or it was like six feet of this gooey fruit snack. In quotes, it couldn't have been six feet. I think right? it was. It was a lot. No, Maybe three a, feet. A lot of. <laughs> Maybe three feet. I'm a fruit roll up guy. I think that the quality of taste is better. It would stick in your teeth more. And you had the option, although no one would ever use it, to Punch play with the, the shapes. shapes yeah. yeah, but you just you don't fuck with that. You just eat the whole thing in one glob. That's the thing: fruit roll up and fruit by the foot connoisseurs. Doesn't matter. You just glob it up in a ball. Both of them, shove them in your face. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, while we're at it, do you remember Surge? I very much remember Surge. My brother would drink that shit all the time. Post like I Saturday they, morning basketball. Didn't they bring it back Surge. a couple like like a year or two ago? They brought it back for a I minute. I thought they did a little anniversary thing. Yeah. Essentially, give so correct much me if I'm wrong, but Surge was basically Mountain Dew. Uh, it was Coke's response, I think, to that with more, even more sugar. <laughs> I think it was the it was like pre-energy drink drink kind of thing. It was but just with sugar. It was just chock full <laughs> of sugar. Yeah. Surge was cool. I was really fortunate that I didn't, um, I was, <laughs> I was such a little girl about it that, like, I didn't like carbonation on my tongue, so I never drank soda. So I never got, uh, soda and me never meshed. What? Yeah. So I don't think I ever had a Surge, but my brother was about it. Was so after soccer it. games, right? Mm-hmm. More basketball games. More basketball games. Saturday mornings, Capri Suns, dude. Mm-hmm. Capri Suns. Remember halftime oranges? And orange teeth. Remember, remember doing the the mouth guard with the orange. Oh, I remember that. Yes. Oh yes, yes, my yes. gosh. How about that Saturday morning basketball and/or soccer? I remember you played it at the YMCA, right? Yeah, we had the Y. 
So why soccer? Why basketball? Mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, baseball, and then football was was school. Mm-hmm. But I remember getting like Capri Suns and like Little Debbie snacks afterwards. I'm like, yeah, you looking gotta, at that as a kid, I was like, yeah, that, that fucking rules. You got to refuel. As an adult, you're like, why? I just did this. I just did this like exercise type activity, and now I'm just shoving sugar in my face. Putting the worst thing you could possibly right? <laughs> consume immediately after. Amazing. But that was being a kid, man. I remember soccer was so fun. I broke a kid's nose playing soccer, and that was one of my best memories. Oh, my God. I'm an evil person. <laughs> was there blood but, everywhere? Yeah. There, oh was, there was this kid's... I don't even remember his last name, but I do remember his first name was Zane. And he Sounds was like a, he deserved it. He was... A, well, the name like Zane. Uh, yeah. Y- you know, I think he got it coming. But yeah. I remember this was the sequence. I had to play goalie, which unfortunately I played a lot because if you remember playing soccer, nobody wanted to be goalie. I hated goalie. Uh, but I was I I enjoyed playing defender. And whenever the goalie was gone, I had to, I had to hop in goal. So here I was in goal. Zane was a striker for the other team, and he broke away and he was all alone. And it's just me and him. He kicks a little runner along the ground that doesn't have very much energy, and I didn't even. I didn't even, I didn't even, what's the word I'm looking for? You dive on it? No, I'm trying to shame him. So it would be, <laughs> I didn't even do him the dignity of grabbing it with my hands. I was like, this is such a slow roller. I'm going to boot this back. <laughs> so I did, and it hit him square in the face. Oh, my God. That's not where it ends. So he's standing there, and he's like, oh, my God, my face hurts so much. <laughs> Meanwhile, the ball is rolling directly back to me. They go in so the goal? I fucking boot that shit again. <laughs> and it connects with his face again. What? And he just Nicholas. dropped like a sack of fucking potatoes. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. He's crying. And I and I didn't do this on purpose. I wasn't, I wasn't that skilled where I could pick out somebody's face face and hit yeah. him twice it just happened to work like that wow and Incredible. so he's he's crying and all like the parents are like coming out seeing if he's okay because there's no doctors it's kids yeah. soccer and i remember that my uncle jeff came up to me i don't think i don't think my mom was there i don't think my dad was there i think my uncle jeff took me and cousin gianna to to the game that that saturday and he came up to me and everybody you know how everybody takes a knee yeah. when someone's hurt he came up to me and he sits next to me and he's dead silent for... How old are you? Oh, man. I must have been 11 or 12. Okay. And he's he's on a knee next to me for about 10 seconds of silence. And he just looks at me and he goes, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? And then he got up and walked away. And that was one of my favorite <laughs> oh, moments of being a my child. gosh. One of my favorite moments of being a child. Breaking a kid's new face <laughs> in AYSO soccer. Kicking him in the face twice. Oh, man. Well, I don't know how to top that one, Nicholas. You probably got something. Oh, man. I remember playing... I remember playing kickball. We had a giant hill, and the guys that could really launch it... It was a funny thing. They would take their shoe off, and they would kick barefoot. Aerodynamics, probably. And they would punt this shit onto the roof of the school. Oh, no way. I wish you could see. I, I wish I could, sh- you know, 
see the school. It was actually a great distance. I mm-hmm. never got the ball that far. I just wasn't, you know, gifted in that and with kickball in my foot. But one time I remember, uh, <laughs> one time I remember, caught the ball. It was weird. Fingernail went all the way back. Like it was peeled off. You lost fingernail catching the ball? No, it stayed on. And oh. I just I just pushed it back. Oh. And ran it under some water. Oh. Yeah, it was gross. Dude, and you're then, a badass little kid, and man. And then one time caught it weird, hit my pinky, pinky went back. And I felt like it was kind of weird. Ended up going to the nurse. She just taped it. Later that night, had a football game, played on it. Still kind of hurt. A couple days go by. Turns out I shattered it. Like I broke it in like five or six spots. But I played football on that thing. Dude, you're a tough kid. And then I had a cast for a pinky, broken pinky, which you don't think you'd get a cast, but I got a cast. And the favorite part about the cast, everyone signs it. Yes, they do. Oh, shit, I'm just remembering yearbooks now. Yes. Before we get off of cast and signing, I have to tell you how I broke my arm. <clears throat> okay. I broke my arm dunking on a six-foot basketball hoop, jumping off of a recycling bin. Back in the day, they used to have, like, those green bins yeah. for recycling you'd put out on the street. Me and my brother would lower our basketball hoop all the way, and we'd take one of those mini basketballs, and we would run, jump off of the upside-down recycling bin, and then dunk, and we thought it was the coolest thing ever. And we did that. We were doing it probably all day. It was the first time we'd done it, and we are having a blast, and we're so cool, and all that stuff. Mom's inside, so we go, like, Mom, Mom, come out and watch us do this. She's like, okay, and she... Instantly is like, this seems like a bad idea. Yeah. But she lets it go. I run. I dunk. She's like, oh, good job, good job, good job, blah, blah, blah. She goes inside. She's inside for five seconds. I do it again. This time I dunk and I fall and I brace myself with my elbows and mm. I just smacked the pavement. And when I did, mom, my mom saw this through the window that you could see <laughs> into the driveway. When I did, my right arm right in the middle of my forearm just snapped completely in half oh my god and so i had i had do you remember this yeah just very distinctly and it didn't even it didn't hurt because i was so in shock about what was going on but my one part of my arm was completely separated like there was it was this part going one way and this part was up and going still in the same direction and i remembered freaking out because my fingers were moving and i could move my fingers it was intense but Got that cast. I was in first grade. Got that cast. Got a lot of really cool first grade signatures. Damn, mm-hmm. dude. I used to get sick or hurt a lot when I was younger. And oh man, I remember one time I almost suffocated to death, and I was in the hospital because of it. And I got letters from all the girls in class, and that was cool. I was like, worth it. Almost died. <laughs> worth it. Oh man, I remember. Okay, so signatures, girls, yearbooks, dude. Yearbooks are not even a thing anymore. I doubt it if they're a thing. But, dude, I remember getting those, and then you would have people sign them, and they would say, like, little notes uh-huh. before you go in, like, summertime. Remember how nervous you would be to have like, the cute the, girl the sign cute you? girl, yeah, the, the one you had a crush on. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Karina Gaska. She's now married, and I think has children. Was that your crush? First crush ever. Third grade. Mine, Mrs. Re- Mrs. Reed class. Mine was... I would pull her ponytail. You had a Mrs. Reed? Mrs. Reed. We had a Mrs. Reed. And that's when I got my first crush, which was Melissa Barzak, and that crush lasted way too many years. <laughs> and, oh, whoa! And that was uh, that was my first crush. <laughs> like yeah. into like college. 
No, not that long. <laughs> not that long. Thank fucking God. Uh, but into middle school, it lasted a long time. Wow. Yeah. I remember, I can't, we can't do this talk without talking about collectibles. Oh, yeah, I right. collected th- like pretty much everything under the sun. Baseball cards, rocks and minerals, coins, stamps. I was a weirdo. And then, creme de la creme, obviously, is the Pokemon cards. I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. Gotta and, get your money. And you can go straight to hell if you think you're funny and you come at your boy saying Pokemon. That's how you get choke slammed to hell. Yeah. Well, how old are you? What are you, five? Oh, come your on. Pokemon cards. I would get so mad. Whether it was intentional or not. But Pokemon, dude, ruled ruled my childhood for a good several years. Yeah, parents just couldn't seem to wrap their mind around how cool it was. It was so cool. Well, it was weird. It's like this Japanese thing that popped up. I mean, there was Magic the Gathering, and that obviously had a lot of fandom. But Pokemon was more accessible for younger kids because mm-hmm. they were kind of like playful characters. And then they had the cartoon that went with it, the video games. I mean, it took, it took America by storm. Yeah, they did. And Game Boy, Game Boy Color... I thought it was the coolest thing because I had the Game Boy camera. You did? And for a minute, people thought I was a rich kid. But I was like, that was the only gift I got. I, I recently but. bought, recently, three years ago, no, for four years ago, I bought a Game Boy Color just so I could have Pokemon. Oh, shit. Because we were deprived of all video games in our house growing up. And so I never got to own one. Not until high school. I think you told me that. Yeah. Were your parents like, very much against it. And Why? you know what? I would be too if I was a parent because it does kind of like suck away a lot of your time. I, I think with I think with us, our age, video games were obviously very popular. Mm-hmm. Not near as popular and mainstream as they are now. Like, yeah. like when we were kids, video games was like, it's going to be one thing that we do while we're hanging out at our friend's house. Right. We're going to ride bikes. We're going to play in the backyard. Maybe shoot Nerf guns. Uh, maybe do laser tag. My friend Ian had a laser tag. You know, video order games a pizza, was always like the, order a pizza. That was like and the then, dessert on the day. Yeah. You eat that pizza and you play Mario Kart, GoldenEye, Goldeneye yeah. whatever. It was almost like um, now kids play video games and it seems like they play alone. And all the time. There's no camaraderie. There's none of that shit. And they do it all the time. Yeah. It would be like once or twice a week we would play and it was always a camaraderie thing. It was always, you know, you're there with your friends. Yeah. You're hanging out. You're razzing each other. Speaking of hanging out with your friends, sleepovers. Yeah. That's definitely still a thing, obviously, like hanging out at your buddy's house. You get anxiety when it was time for a sleepover because I would always want to do it, but then I'd be like, oh, I've never slept over at the house before. It's not my house. Oh, yeah. It's going to be weird. Like, where's the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few times, I think, that that I was the kid that I was, like, calling mom to pick me up because I just couldn't take it you know oh really I bet you I I would I would almost bet I'd, I've done that I loved sleepovers growing up there was one sleepover I was at my cousin Gianna as I mentioned her now three times she was my best friend growing up yeah but I I stayed at her place when I was this is I was eight years old because it was 1998 or was it 1996 it was 1996 so I was six years old and we had the biggest storm that Michigan had ever had and while I was staying there a tree fell and hit the house. Oh my god! And we woke up the next day, and there was trees covering every road, and it was like 
they shut down the whole city for multiple weeks and the power was out everywhere. So it was nothing what? but yeah, it was nothing but candlelight for everybody and like outside playing baseball on the street, kickball on the street, street hockey. We would play that all the time. Oh, cool. That was a really awesome time and probably a very stressful time for adults, yeah. but the kids just had a field day with it. Speaking of field day. Field day. I was saying this to other people at work the other day, they didn't know what a field day was. Field day was like the best thing during the spring at school. Yeah. It'd be water balloon wars. We had a giant slide slip inside like down the hill. It'd be three-legged race. It'd be potato sack, burlap sack race. Egg on a spoon. Those type of things. What other games? Those are pretty much the ones that... Because the only ones I can think of is there were some that were legitimate kind of things. It was like the 400 or yeah. something. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, a little, little uh, dash or like a little uh, sprints and stuff. Dude, I loved field day. I'm sorry to kind of change the subject on you again. But right. one thing that I'd mentioned that I... And so I wish would happen so frequently now that I'm an adult is power outages. Because <laughs> we used to have power outages that would last days. And shit would shut down. And yeah, it yeah. was like miserable because there was no AC or something. But I remember how fun those days were as a kid. Well, you know, as an adult, that would not be fun. Wouldn't it, though? No. Work would be over. You wouldn't have to go to work for a few days. Everyone, sure, every, sure. It, would, it would probably revert back to being a kid. Like, what are we going to do? Let's go over to someone's house. You can't play video games. Got to go do to the board beach games. Go to the beach. Yeah. Do all that kind of stuff. Okay. But I don't wish for a powder outage. Oh, I do. But in a non-malicious Russia kind of way. I don't want... I don't, want to, <laughs> I don't need Russia to be behind it, you know? Oh, my God. I want the weather to do it. Well, I could talk about this for hours. Yeah. I mean, we had Y2K happen when we were kids. The government, the whole world thought the year 2000 was coming around. Mm -hmm. The computers wouldn't know how to switch from the 90s into 2000. And then the ball dropped. Everyone kind of took a deep breath. Waiting to die. It was the year 2000. Everyone exhaled and we're like, oh. Oh, we're fine. So that was all bullshit? Cool. Probably to just distract us from a war or something. Who knows? Aliens, probably. Dude, I loved aliens as a kid. Still love aliens. Fun fact about Trent, he loves aliens. So what do you say we maybe wrap this up? Is that enough 90s for you? I think so. I mean, we didn't even talk 90s sitcoms. Love 90s sitcoms. I'm talking Full House, Saved by the Bell, Boy Meets World. Family Matters. Family Matters. Sister, Sister, Smart Guy, Lizzie McGuire. Shout out to Lauren Frost, even Mm. Stevens. Mm. Um, Yeah. I loved all that shit. Uh, we watched a lot of TV. Uh, yeah, but it was good we were pop, TV. Pop culture. But it was household. good TV. Saved by the Bell. Did you say that one? Oh, yeah. Saved, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Kelly Kapowski. In the college years. Yeah. But anyways, no, we can definitely wrap it up. We could do a whole... Honestly, we could do a, an episode a week just talking about different segments. Just, of the ta- just talking about different specific stuff and maybe we will. Because this is our podcast. We can do whatever we want. But just a reminder to yourself and I. Hey, get out and play more. Right? I like that. I feel like Summer Sanders even said something like that at one point. Figure it out. Haven't we had this conversation before? You think? I think we have. Yeah, maybe we have.
All right, it's time for this week in basketball. While we're talking about 90s stuff, it'd be a shame if I didn't mention the greatest of all time playing the meat of his career in the 90s. Of course. For the Bulls, Michael Jordan. Number 23. Also kind of topical on that segment is in uh, 93 and 94, when the Bulls weren't in their heyday because Jordan was out, was the year that the Rockets won the championships. Mm, correct. And what happened to happen during those championships, their star player, Hakeem Olajuwon, was dealing with Ramadan and mm. fasting during oh, the playoffs. Didn't know it's that. Time where you're only allowed to eat. I don't. I'm not. I don't know the exact rules, but I think you're only allowed to eat from sundown to sunup. So, interestingly enough, with the Portland Trailblazers, this uh, current postseason, Ennis Cantor is dealing with the same thing. So he reached out to Hakeem Olajuwon to get some input on how to basically perform at somewhat of a decent level while you've not had any food yeah. in your system. Or water. They can't even drink water in that time. Holy moly. So it's intense. Speaking of Ennis Cantor, super injured right now. I think he separated his shoulder two or three times in one game right now. Oh. The Portland Trailblazers are playing the Denver Nuggets, and it is, for my money, the best series of basketball this year for sure, but I would say probably in the last couple years of just just a great two evenly matched squads. Yeah, pound for pound. You really don't know who's going to win every evening. You've got Damian Lillard and um, and McCollum that are just pulling Portland through everything. And then on the flip side of that, you've got Jamal Murray for Denver and Jokic, who are also just doing everything that they can do. It's it's an incredible game. They played a four-overtime game oh, that's right. a couple yeah. nights ago. It was some of the best basketball I've ever seen. I've never seen players be so exhausted. Everyone's just using just their arms to shoot <laughs> because there's there's no more lift in their legs. And what an incredible game. Yeah, it was sloppy, but everyone had given everything they had. Yeah. For essentially almost a whole other half of basketball. It was it was something special to see. Other final that we've got going on right now is Golden State Houston. D-R-A-M-A. Drama! With its typical drama that you see out of just any team that's got James Harden on it or yeah. any Golden State team. So it's it's kind of like um, the basketball's really good, but it's all about like referees. That was Busy Phillips. No shit. Yeah. That's awesome. That was crazy. Yeah, Damn, I wish a, I would have seen her. She's a cutie. It's all about referees She's awesome. and yeah. We're taping this in the car, you guys. We didn't mention that yet. But that <laughs> series is all about referees and who's getting screwed by what and blah 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 blah. It's kinda overblown. I really hope that Golden State just wins it and kinda moves on. But that's pretty tough. And by the time this podcast airs, maybe they will have. Also, the Celtics collapse. They went from being one of the best teams in the East, the best team in the East, to just being... They're going to blow up after this year. I think that there's going to be a lot of moving pieces around that franchise. Wait, are they out of the playoffs? They're out of the playoffs. Oh, shit. I haven't been paying... Who'd they play? They played against the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> so we've watched the Celtics collapse with one of the most talented teams in the NBA. And, and it corresponds with the rise of Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think I got that right. And the Bucks. And I know in the past I've said that Toronto was going to come out of the East, but I really see it being Milwaukee. They're the one. They're the team that's really clicking. They seem very unstoppable. And meanwhile, Toronto is a lot of just Kawhi Leonard doing everything he can to pull through that that series against the Philadelphia 76ers because Kyle Lowry turns into a ghost in the playoffs. 
he goes from being an all-star point guard to not even being alive. It's very strange. It's very, very, very strange. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Also, to hit on some 90s nostalgia again, yes, please. we talked about some Summer Sanders earlier. Who remembers NBA Inside Stuff? When Summer Sanders and Ahmad Rashad would take us through the ins and outs of the daily life of NBA basketball players. That was really cool. It's probably on YouTube. Go, in, go on YouTube, uh, NBA Inside Stuff with Summer Sanders. Wow. What a, what a gal. <laughs> and that's this week in basketball. All right, this week in wrestling, uh, we are seeing some fallout. Not fallout necessarily, but uh, everyone was hyped after WrestleMania. Basically, all the fans, we got what we want. Kofi won the WWE title. Brock Lesnar lost to Seth Rollins. See ya, Brock. And Becky is now Becky Two Belts. She won the women's Raw title and the women's SmackDown title. Can you do your best Becky impression saying Two Belts? Becky two belts. No, that's not a depression at all. Doing her her thing. I'm trying to do oh, okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a little Irish in there. Becky two belts. No, that's terrible. Becky, I'm the man. Becky, no, no, <laughs> no. I, I apparently I can't do that impression. A female Irish woman. Can you do it? I don't think I can. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> well, we're just seeing some like weird creative. We were on a high from Mania, like we always do. And then the week after or so, I think was still pretty entertaining. The week after that was still pretty entertaining. And now what's happening is we're kind of at a standstill. And they've they've uh, implemented this wild card rule, which means... Wild card, bitches! <laughs> Some superstars from SmackDown can randomly show up on Raw and vice versa. Because the brands are split and they have different superstars. So is the that theory, what you were talking about uh, last pod where they did a swap? There's sort of like well, a draft. Well, that's the super, superstar shakeup, which is our, which is sometimes was the draft. But now the wild card rule. This is a new thing, mm. where you can just randomly. Roman Reigns is on SmackDown now, but he just randomly showed up on Raw. Hmm. And so the argument with the fans is, is that each brand. You know, according to some people, don't have enough stars. And so what they're doing is they're trying to get these big names, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, on both shows to try to help, I guess, with the ratings or something. Mm. But they're going to tucker them out, and they're not going to... Basically, you're squashing other superstars with that. If you get more TV time than Roman Reigns on both shows, that's taking away time from... Maybe an up and cover. I have a question for you about wrestling. Do you think that there's a can you oversaturate and like overexpose one of the fighters to where they just kind of people are like, I don't care anymore. <coughs> Get them. John Cena. Like it's sometimes it's you you can become more popular, more in demand when you're seen less. Mm. In in some things, maybe not in the wrestling world. But I was wondering if that transfers to the wrestling world. Well, you want to stay current and you want to stay up to date. Um, so you want to be on TV a lot because that helps your merch sales and all that, and then it helps you 
climb the corporate ladder and end up being in the main event. But they did that. I mean, John Cena was basically the main superstar after Rock and Austin left. And so he carried the company for damn near 10, 15 years, being like the main face of the company. And now they're trying to figure out what to do with Roman Reigns. They're trying to, they've been trying to groom him the last four or five years to be that next Cena, Rock, Hogan type figure. Uh, and it's just not really clicking with the fans. We're getting to the point in wrestling where, you know, we don't really, oh, ever, we don't really, really like being told who to like. So you know, we've had this conversation a lot. Um, it's inter- real Matt Carnes mentality. Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, okay. And so in terms of your question, is a person's, if they show up less, if is it, I don't know. I think I would think you would want to be there more more often. Okay. Unless you're like, let's say, towards the end of your career, or like The Rock, probably four or five years ago, five six years ago, would make an appearance every once in a while. He's legendary status. Um, you know, if he shows up and does a match with someone, he he's a draw. He's a draw, and he's you know still in he's in stellar shape, and so. He's older, so he's more prone to injury, even though he's ripped out of his face. But I'd say in general, if you're on the main roster, no, you probably want to be on TV yeah. every week. Let's go back to the this kind of stalemate that we're in. You're talking about it's getting boring. Well, basically, my, my two cents is that there's so many talented people, um, it's hard for everyone to get enough enough TV time to develop story. And the folks that they are giving TV time to, either they're not taking enough time for story and build, and they're just um, they're just kind of quickly getting to the punch. So like Kevin Owens, because Biggie it was hurt, he joined New Day temporarily, and then he turned on Kofi, and now they're fighting for the title at Money in the Bank, which is the next pay per view uh, next weekend. Some people say that that payoff came too quickly. Some argue, you know, it had to happen before the pay-per-view. And Kevin Owens works better as a bad guy, as a heel. So, I mean, here's what we talked about before we even recorded. Wrestling fans, we're the worst. You never can make us happy. Even if you give us what we want, we're not happy. It's just it's just nerd rage is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Nerd rage in sports is what you called it. Yeah, nerd rage in sports. So it's like, <clears throat> oh, so-and-so, your favorite, won the belt finally but not how you wanted them to win. You know, that kind of thing. It's a lot like Game of Thrones fans right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are my dragons? It's nerd rage. And so the fact that wrestling is a, a machine that is never ending, that, that mentality is never ending. But you only are that way about stuff that you really care about and that you're passionate about. And so this brings me up to my next conversation piece. And I went to bar wrestling last night at Boot Lake Theater in Los Angeles, California. The main event was David Arquette versus Jungle Boy, who's Jake Perry, the late Luke Perry's son. And they had a wrestling match at Bootleg Theater. David Arquette's gimmick was the Candyman. And he came out to... Who can take the sunrise? Who can take the sunrise? Sprinkle it with you. Sprinkle it with you. Cover it with chocolate and a miracle to the Candyman. And he told the story, and he's like, I'm crazy, I'm crazy. 
He's like, people think I'm wrestling because I need the money. I don't need the money. I have my friend's money. <laughs> Courtney Cox. Um, and then he told a story about how some kid ate Pop Rocks and Coca-Cola and his stomach exploded. So he did that to himself, started, quote, freaking out on the mat. Jungle Boy went for the – tried to, like, help him out. And then David Arquette rolled him up. He thought it was going to be a quick win. It ended up being, like, a decent match. There were some goofy spots. David Arquette's 47, okay? And he he has technically been a wrestler. He was a WCW, WCW World Heavyweight Champion, which is crazy. But, you know, in the wrestling community, you know, he's an actor. That's, I mean, and you made a joke earlier. Oh, they're all actors. Correct. But your entire career is acting, and you have, like, a minute of fame with wrestling. That's actually synonymous with the downfall of promotion, WCW. Hey, hey, hey. hey. It sounds like you're, that, that, that reminds me of Dennis Rodman against Carl Malone back yeah. in the day. Yep, that was WCW as well. Can tell me that wasn't real wrestling? It was a gimmick. They hated each other. Yeah. That was real. Yeah. Well, they did hate each other. That was the most real match there's ever been in wrestling. Wow. Wow. I'll leave it there. That's a crossover of this week in wrestling and basketball 90s edition. This week, in hip-hop, your boy doesn't really have much to talk about other than I just watched the music video slash heard the song Devil's Work by Lucas Joyner. Shout out to Joel for insisting that I watch it. I'm glad I did watch it. I don't really like it. I I get the... Have you seen it? You, you heard it? Seen it? I have seen... I've seen it being talked about. I haven't seen it. I get the general premise of it, and it's the, the general premise of the song is... Lucas is wondering why people like Tupac and Biggie and Nipsey, which was a more recent, fresh thing, or or Martin Luther King are gone, but yet we still have people like Donald Trump and like why why doesn't God kill that person instead of this person? And he does it all inside of a church while he's drinking Hennessy. And that's I kinda, oh that's kind of weird. I get the general premise of it, like man, it sucks when these seemingly like good people for the culture, or, like community of the world, are gone and these people that are seemingly bad for for the world are here but I can't get behind it because it's the whole thing is just saying we want these people to die which is a really fucked up yeah. thing to I think to I say agree. it really sucks that all the people that he mentions in the song are dead but to on the flip side just say no god kill these people yeah. inside of a church was a little bit fucked up. And he does wrap it up at the end by saying, like, I know it's not your work, God, it's the devil's work. But I could argue that, like, it's probably the devil's work that's making you say all of these things. Well. And I, I just didn't appreciate it. I like, I mean, like, I like, I, props to him for making a piece of art that makes me feel a certain way. And we're talking about it on And the we're pod. talking about it. So I don't have anything against the guy. I just didn't really like the song too much. And, you know, I'll put on this cap because of my upbringing for this conversation. I mean, one could argue, you know, man is right, flawed, broken. Yeah. Um, he could be, and again, not saying this is right or wrong, you know, he's feeling maybe, and I haven't listened to the song, probably should have, I didn't, you know. That's how he, 
as a flawed, broken human, mm-hmm. right? Not a, not God, not mm-hmm. God's son. You know how he feels that he should deal with it, and that's and I think it's nice that he does address. You know, that's you know because of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's an interesting thing. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Sure, you know, I'm not saying that's a good way to feel. Um, but I think that's a natural. I think it's a. I think he's valid in those thoughts. A natural thing of like. I just didn't. Why do Why I mean, do good thing Why do bad things happen to good people? Right. Or. Or why don't bad things happen to bad people? Yes. I just didn't. And I. It's a valid. It's a valid emotion. But 100%. it's the eye for an eye, and you know, and if you if we're just talking about like Christianity, for example, mm-hmm. or just being a decent human in general, like that's not the way to go about it. You know, turn the other cheek, kind of thing. Right, and forgiveness. I think the mentality. Uh, the one thing that I worry about is having is maybe that that mentality lends itself to re- a retaliation. Yeah, and nothing good comes from that. Yeah, and uh, and, well, and violence and, begets violence. Right, and that was something that I think that we we kind of talked about, maybe worried about with when when Nipsey passed, is that. It is are we going to be able to come together as a community and heal from this, or will we unfortunately lash out? See more of the nasty, right? Like a uh, wound, right? Yeah, and feed into the beast that is within us rather than the human that's within mm. us. Yeah, it's true. Damn, dude. You got anything for this week in hip hop? Well, this week in hip hop, '90s edition. Ooh, pretty sure my favorite rapper, Jay Z. I believe his debut album came out in 1996. Man, that's a long time Reason- ago. Reasonable Doubt is the name of the album. And pretty sure he was 26 or 27 when this album came out, which in the rap game... Is old. And in the music industry in general, your debut album doing that that that, uh, that age is old. Your your old hat, old news. And, and to have the success that he did and still does is incredible. I wonder if that behooved him because he was a little bit more mature than all the, the upstarts. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I had to throw a little 90s in there. A little J. Hove. Appreciate it. It's your boy. Time to wrap it all up. Real quick, I want to mention something that one of my really awesome friends, Taylor Fry, is doing. She just released for pre-order on Amazon a little book ski called Two Trains Leave Paris. It is a book that she wrote with her friend, who I'm blanking on the name, um, who's a mathematician. It's a comedy book about math. And this chick is very funny. She's very smart. I just pre-ordered my book. Go give it a look. It's going to be really awesome, well worth your money, well worth your time. Two trains leave Paris. Incredible. Uh, I would like to shout out a couple friends. Big, big shout out to Laura James. Uh, She hooked your boy up with some... Some tickets for uh, Lucha Vavoom, and that was the 10-year anniversary. Uh, we went to that, too. Uh, we, we talked about that mm-hmm. uh, last week at the Mayan. And then also, uh, the other half of the Killer Bays, Heather Monroe. Well, former, formerly known as Killer Bays. The Killer Bay. No. <laughs> but, uh, and then we went to bar wrestling. So, love the support. Love local wrestling. And they're both awesome. Heather and Laura are great. Sweethearts. And they kick ass. Who doesn't love that? Yeah, they are. They're really cool. There's some cool tricks that she was doing at Lucha Balloon. So what's going on with me? I just found out that I'll be playing a heroin addict in August. Oh. In a short film. I'm looking forward to that. Is that the one where it's out of town? This is not going to be out of town. 
Oh, okay. No. Oh, recently I got in, or I got uh, unavailed for a commercial for Toyota. Didn't nice. end up getting the commercial for Toyota, but dang, I almost did. And that's that's honestly in in the acting community. While it's not the goal you're looking for, that is still something. In, there's there's something to be said for that. And I just got to keep telling myself that. It's been a great. It's been a great, but not yet fruitful year for acting, but it's been, I've gotten really close five times. I've been the next man up five times, and I'm ready to have that breakthrough. So yes. we're, we're going to keep pushing on. And that's pretty much it for me, I think. And just loving life. Trent, what's going on with you? Uh, we've got trivia this coming Wednesday. It's the third Wednesday of the month. And then the following Monday is my monthly comedy show. It's going to be on the 20th, not the last Monday of the month this month because I'm going to Vegas for uh, AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. So comedy has moved up a week to Monday, uh, May 20th. Three Weavers Brewing Company, same with trivia, uh, this coming Wednesday. What is the date on that? Wednesday would be the... 15th. I had to look it up. <laughs> 15, that's trivia. Um, finishing up the short film I directed, so that's coming out soon. You said that you just saw footage from the roast, right? Oh, the roast of Trent Bruce was filmed by, we had at least four, four different cameras, so it's going to look really, really sexy, and you guys will get to see my demise. Uh, we will probably have that out at the earliest in June. It'll be out this summer. Nice. Just when it's getting hot, I'm getting hot. I'm getting roasted again on the internet. So, uh, but yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. If you want to find us, we're on all the podcast sources, I believe, at least most of them. All of them that matter. Um, you can search us, uh, Another Shitty Podcast, but you got to bleep out that shitty because Apple doesn't like it. So it's another uh, S, asterisk, 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 Y podcast. Um, the best way that I do it, too, is I'm a Spotify user. I just type in Nick Grace and Trent Bruce in the Spotify search. Podcast comes up real quick. You can follow us, subscribe to us, so it goes right to your feed. Um, we love you guys. If you want to hear us talk about a particular subject, uh, we're on a kick right now. So we did a 90s episode. We did a James Bond episode. We want to do what you guys want to hear. So let us know. If you listen to the pod, you know we both can talk. We really like talking. We have fun stuff. So you can send us ideas. You can text us. Hit us up on Instagram. Or you can be on our podcast. Dude, you want to be on the pod? Hit us Let up. Let us know. We would love it. We've got a list. We've got a running list right now. It's getting long. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, oh, oh, shit. Trent. We forgot about Lolo Jones. We didn't... We, we ran out of time. We didn't have time for her again. She's waiting outside of the studio. Oh, my gosh. I have to... But we only paid for X amount of time. That's true. I'm so sorry, Lolo. I'm so sorry. We'll have you on the pod soon, Lolo Jones. Yeah, we will. Anyway, that's it, guys. We'll see you next time. Let's watch they try to figure it out. Now here's your host, Summer Sanders. Figure it out. Thank you so much for that rounding roar, roaring roar of applause.